Hello, welcome to the show. I'm Andy. And I'm Luke. And we're back for episode 7 of the Stanley Park Beat. Uh, so, um, it's now we are into the first show of 2021. Uh, we've had a little bit of a brief hiatus since then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, so, I guess we should start by saying Happy New Year to everyone. Yeah, Happy like New Year. It's a little bit late. 25 days later. Uh, <laughs> more than that, it's near the break at the end of the month. Uh, but yeah, like um, I think so. Like time got away quite quickly from us. I've been really busy at work. Uh, Same. Like, one of my colleagues is sort of, like away at the moment, so uh, like we're sort of like doing extra hours, and it's just like trying to find a space where I can actually do a show and then be able to get some editing in this. It's yeah. kind of been a bit tight. Yeah, January's typically a busy month after being off at Christmas. Everything's just stacked up. Yeah, it's just um, like, and, so. and you've got like things that you want to try and do and like kind of get ready and like there's kind of you're doing a bit of, I'll sit in the front room here and it's just mm, the table and stuff's got like a lot of stuff on it. We've been kind of going through a lot of the paperwork and stuff like that and yeah, uh, trying to tidy all that up a bit, get rid of, go things through the kitchen and sort of stuff that we want to get rid of. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a good time to just clear out, I think, Yeah, uh, you know, and start afresh. Um, I've kind of been on dry January this month, trying to, you know, get a bit healthier for the new year and stuff like that. I knew, I know, like, new me, or new year, new me is a cliche kind yeah. of thing, but I, I have joined the gym this month, and I think... Taking no pain, a no gain. Yeah, taking a break from alcohol and trying to burn off a bit of the uh, the, the food few pounds that were gained over Christmas. That's like, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's like, you, you, you eat well in December, it's sort of like, good, we ate, like good we time. ate too well over Christmas. <laughs> like, that's like, I've kind of, not purposely had kind of a, a dry January, but I've drunk very little. Yeah. Just not really wanted. And it's, it's kind of hard to go out and do stuff anyway. It is now. Um, and you know what? The pub is not really as fun as it used to be. Yeah, you're like sitting very, very reg- regimented, sitting yeah. to your, your little table and stuff like that. It's not kind of lively atmosphere. You can just kind of chat to There are a lot of rules to follow and you're still yeah. spending a lot of money when you're out. Yeah. And so it's kind of... It's it's nice like, to go out for dinner or something like that. Yeah. But actually going out to the pub is just... It's not really... It's like mask on, mask off, sign in, hand sanitise, sit down, go stay to the toilet, table. put a mask on. Like it, it, yeah. It's... You go out to enjoy yourself and relax mm-hmm. and unwind with a few drinks, but... With all the rules heaped on top, it's a, it kind of takes the point away. Yeah, so, yeah like it's meant to be a social kind of thing. And you walk out and your yeah. bill is still like eighty five dollars. <laughs> and yeah, You're like, ah, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. I um, mean, uh, like, like so, like you say, you've joined the gym. I've kind of like sort of started to look at my diet a bit more. And so, like, uh, me and Jen are kind of doing a bit of kind of planning in terms of like meal planning so like so cooking more to say what we're going to have through the week so we have also know what we're taking in for lunch and stuff like that for the yeah. next day i'm trying to kind of not uh stop eating meat but eat a lot less meat so sort of like let less meat free mondays and more meat only on monday kind of thing so trying to be a bit more uh, conscious like 90 percent of, of the, yeah. the meat intake just yeah like then so like kind of maybe so stick to chicken and fish a bit more so like, yeah still eating eggs like quite a lot but yeah 
like it's kind of hard to give up eggs and cheese I mean because they're really nice yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so chickens you're gonna have to keep laying well it's a healthy change I yeah, think you I know mean, it's just like uh sort of so we just like cholesterol intake and stuff yeah. like that. not yeah. eat too much uh, like also still go out or as a special occasion and stuff like that I'll be so like liable to kind of like go to I'd rather I'd rather nowadays at the moment go to the butcher and get like a really nice steak to have for a, a special yeah. occasion rather than going the rubbish to steak the, for go to the supermarket the and yeah. then just get like five bits of different meat just low quality like, meat yeah. Um, yeah like go and select my steak a nice really like expensive well paid for steak that I'm going to really enjoy rather than just yeah yeah that's fair yeah, so January, really um, busy, busy yeah, month, busy uh, month. Uh, hence the lack of podcast and, you know, um, obviously the football has been going on the whole football time. Uh, we've had the cup games, uh, I mean, everyone had a bit of a highest uh, yeah. uh, 12 days due to the Villa game being called off, uh, they had an outbreak at Covid. Yeah. Um, so, like, it was a bit weird, like, we went, it seemed like forever without playing a game. Uh, that's partly the reason why I wasn't overly sort of like one to jump in and do a show. And I was just like, yeah. oh, let's do a Liverpool show. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. And uh, uh, I like, wanted to have something to talk about. For obvious reasons, I wasn't super keen to do. Too keen to talk about Liverpool just a Liverpool moment, show. Which we will be <laughs> going into. Yeah. Okay, so let's get on with the show. First up, we will jump into the results from the since the last show. We're going to do a full roundup. Uh, we'll then quickly go over the next few games coming up. We are going to go into the main news since New Year. What's been happening in football? And then we are going to round up with our regular feature, the Stanley Park All Stars. Okay, well, I think it's time to dive on in now. First up, the results from the last couple of weeks. Um, so I'll start, I guess, with uh, the Everin games, uh, if that's okay. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and then you can uh, dissect the the your very uh, lovely little run that you've had. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, so uh, we just we went into the new year off the back of a one 0 loss to West Ham. Uh, one of those games that was just kind of like really bad to watch you didn't really deserve anything uh, straight towards the end it was kind of like the Leeds game in that respect and that those those whoever scored was going to win the game yeah um, Suchek scored for them in like the 81st minute um, he's been scoring a lot of goals at West Ham of late but like we didn't really create anything they didn't create a lot either it was a bit of huff and puff um, it's a tough Christmas yeah s- schedule and I think it was just like that one game too many. Disappointing not to get a point, but uh, I don't think either team really deserved to win it. But yeah, they got the goal, uh, and when they scored, that was kind of like, oh well. That's it. Uh, game over. Game over. <laughs> uh, but 
But we then, we then went into the cup games off the back of that. Uh, our first one in the third round, uh, we played Rotherham. Yeah. Now, we took a, an early in the first half, uh, through ball from Tony Gordon and uh, Tossum finished that one off. Well, yes, St. Tossum, you may remember him. He scored, I think that's his first of the season. Uh, Rotherham then equalised. And took us in. They took us into extra time. Took us into extra time. And we made some a couple of changes. Dakuri came on, and he actually bagged the winner uh, from a uh, James Rodriguez assist. Thankful just to get through that game with that win. Yeah. We then jumped into an away game versus Wolves in the league. Really good build up for the first goal. We. So what we won. We won right? two one in this one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we will be scored early on, very early on in the sixth minute. Nice a little bit of work with uh, Harris who spreads it out way to Digny. Digny knocks it back in. It will be can this continue to just run and then he just finishes it off. I really see. Good yeah, link I, up, I remember that goal. Um, I remember seeing that. And that's the kind of promise that Wobie's been showing a lot of recently in his yeah. link-up play, in his running, and his movement, and it's good to get him see him uh, get the goal that's kind of been sort of like coming. Uh, he's been setting up a few goals of late. I've been involved in a lot of the play, but he's not been scoring yet, so like it's nice to see him just get that goal. Uh, it was a really yeah. good finish as well. Then we sort of gave away a corner, initially cleared the corner not very well, Ball comes back in, goes to the back post, unmarked. Neves gets uh, Ruben Neves gets the equaliser. Not great defending uh, for that. Um, so then it's a bit to and fro for a bit. Other than the second half, reliable uh, as ever, ever. Big Mick Keggers, Michael Keane gets the gets the header and uh, heads the winner. Nice. Um, and then we didn't look like we were gonna get pegged back after that. Wolves have been struggling without a striker since Jimenez went out. Yeah, um, a good result still. Very I good think. result, yeah. yeah. Like, like Wolves haven't been as impressive as they've been in the past, but it's still a hard team to get a result against. Like, yeah. You're always happy to beat Wolves. Yeah. Then we went into our cup game, uh, another one. This is after a 12-game break from the Wolves game, because uh, we didn't play Villa. We went and played Sheffield Wednesday, who are languishing near the bottom of the championship yeah. at the moment. And we did a really good professional job, winning three nil. Yeah. Um. You know, it's just like one of those good cup performances. You go out, get the job done. Yeah. Get a few goals. Uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin got on the score sheet first. It was good for him because he won a few games without scoring. Richarlison as well. He also got on the score sheet. Another one who's the season. He's not. Been scoring freely, he's been kind of struggling a bit. Pretty much since the Liverpool game, after getting sent off and that, and then the international break, he just not really not been got in the groove. Yeah, um, yeah. He works hard, but it's just it's not really happening for him this season, uh, at least so far. He just needs to get a, a couple of goals, a couple of assists, just to get going again, I think. Yeah. And then Mina rounded off uh, with a goal from a corner. Obviously, he is about six foot eight, and he scored <laughs> from yeah. a header. Finished the finish the scoring up there, and we also t- had two first team debuts for a couple of the kids, Tyler Onyango, um, okay. who's like a six foot five <laughs> centre midfielder. He, um, he kind of has a very large afro and a Fellini kind of style, uh, <laughs> big beanpole yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, midfielder. Um, he's been seventeen years old. Uh, he's been training with the first team. And then there was also Thierry Small, who's 
highly coveted around Europe apparently. Well, big clubs like Bayern Munich and stuff like that. I've been watching him. Yeah. Uh, Thierry Small, 16 years old, um, Everton's youngest debutant ever. Oh wow! Yeah, yes. Okay. Like, it's just like uh, being out the likes of. Uh, Rooney and so forth by quite a while so and then finally we had a game today I watched that just so like this afternoon I yep. was on a, a midday here in Vancouver and we drew one all with Leicester at home just they not bad. started well well yeah. they've been the informed team of late in yeah. the league along with City yeah. uh, I would say and Wall United uh, those probably the three farm teams in the league. They were without uh, Vardy. We were without our main midfield of Dakuri and Allen. Uh, yeah. So both missing big players. So there was always a chance we would get overrun in midfield. So we kind of set up to play fairly deep, I think, and not give up too much space. We took the lead through a really same football. James Rodriguez right foot shot <laughs> he's not known for having a is he a left foot he's very much left yeah, foot yeah, he's yeah. he's all about that magic left wand yeah. but like outside the box brings it onto his right and just smashes it out from into the top corner wow. from just around the D um, so that was a good start uh, considering that they had most of the ball early on first half is in a bit to and fro second half they came out they changed a couple of things getting around uh, Andre Gomez, who I wasn't very impressed with today, he gave the ball away a lot. Yeah. Very good ball out to the left wing for Digne, who passed the ball to Hamez. I'll, I'll, I'll acknowledge that. But aside from that, he just seemed to constantly give it away. He's very easily bypassed. Yeah. When in in the defensive side, he can get the ball around him really easily. He's just not really great defensively at all. That's a bit of a worry. If, it's a bit uh, of a worry when you've got your main midfielder and you can't rely on him to come in. Yeah. Um, I was thinking that maybe they may have started with one of the centre-backs, either Holgate or Godfrey in the midfield, yeah. uh, just to sort of like shore it up. But this is the, the same midfield pair of Gomez and Davis that were, were together for the last game of last season against Bournemouth, where we lost 3-1. Yeah. So it's, just, it's not they're not great. You don't want to see them together that often. Uh, Davis has been pretty good since uh, December kicks off. He's sitting in that number six role. Yeah, he's getting the job done. He's he's not gonna do anything extra. Like he'll win the ball. He's gonna get ball recoveries. His pass accuracy is gonna be pretty high. A lot of tackles. A lot of interceptions. Yeah, but he's not gonna dictate play. So you need somebody alongside him that's gonna kind of keep the go- the game going in the yeah. transitions. But he wasn't that. Like he he was quite good he was quite good today in doing that but he's not going to do anything else. Yeah. Gomez, he's been good in the last couple of games and in, in the like he set up two goals actually in the cup two assists uh, and the assist against Wolves. Yeah. Uh, well, you got this. Sorry, you got the assist versus uh, Sheffield Wednesday and a sh- assist against Wolves for the winner. Cross in from a corner where yeah. he like came back out he crossed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Keane scored. Okay. So he's been decent at that because he came on. He came on against Wolves to set that up, but just today wasn't there. Uh, and then the second half, it, they were pushing, pushing, pushing. We were getting deeper. We couldn't get our own half. And then inevitable happens. John Pickford uh, shot from outside the box. Should he have played? Then, yeah, easy. Yeah. Like I mean, it's he gets a, a whole hand to it. Who scored for Leicester? Uh, 
Yuri Telemans. Okay, Telemans. Yeah. Um, if you're not counting it, if you're not seeing it, it's an own goal. <laughs> I mean, it was on target, but yeah. it, he gets a hand to it, pushes it to the side, but it comes hits off the post and then goes in. It's like you need to be getting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, pushing that way, you've got plenty. It's not like you're stretching. So, it, so there's a lot of uh, like obviously momentum on the ball coming towards you. You've got a good a good chance to just push yeah, that. Yeah, I think I think he's got like, it's. It should be bread, 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 bread and butter yeah. for a goalkeeper, yeah. and he's he's been okay of like not making errors, but you know that error is always there with Pickford. I haven't heard much yeah. about Pickford lately, so I assume that he's just been okay and yeah, it's just we just know you he's know always yeah. at the back of your mind. He's yeah. always liable just to do that. It's just you know it's there. Yeah. It's like and you, you kind of get resigned to it. So like, no, that's. Pickford, yeah. Like yeah. you just, it happens, and you're like, oh, yeah. Like I'm, I'm not even, I don't even get annoyed about it anymore because I just know it's going to happen at some point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you, if you see his name on the team sheet, you, you have to sort of, yeah. Like you say, you've, you're resigned to that fact. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that if he uh, could also, cut those, if he could cut those out, like Pickford. Well, that's the thing. It's just like if he could actually stop making mistakes. I mean, obviously, keeper, every keeper makes a mistake now and again. Yeah. But it's when you expect it. Is an issue. Yeah, and I think it also probably comes in for the next league game. Really? Yeah, I think he'll come in. Like, is it the Ancelotti's not fully retained? It's probably mainly towards Pickford, but I think he also like say, right, I'm gonna go with Olsen for the the next one. Okay, interesting. Yeah, like, just to give him more games. Um, and maybe and let I, Pickford know that you make a mistake, you're gonna get dropped. Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Like uh, he needs yeah. to. He needs to learn. Needs needs to learn from that. Um, the thing is, you've been alright in the game up to that, making a few saves and stuff like that. Yeah. But again, all saves that you should be expecting him to make. But you can't be having a good game and then say, oh, he's been, you had a good game up to that when you then make a mistake because that mistake completely wipes out yeah, all, the, stuff, out, all yeah. the good stuff you've done. Yeah. I, I don't really buy into that kind of like, oh, yes, he was having a good game, he only made one mistake. Was, like, the team were sitting deep. It's like, look, you either have a good game or you don't. If you make the mistake, that's. What you're going to get looked at as a keeper? Yeah, because that's like, your job. That's, that's your job to like save the save the ball and not make mistakes. If you, as long as like look, if they're peppering you with shots and then you can't get to one of the shots because your defense are not doing anything, yeah, that that's on the defense. Yeah, but yeah. if you fumble it, yeah, yeah, it's on you. Uh, fortunately, we did make a few changes after that, and it's kind of stemmed the tide. And then it was kind of we had a few. Chances towards the end where we could have won it. Cavaloon had a, a good header. Charleston had a good header. And then right then the corner came in. Gomez was completely unmarked. And it just... It was kind of Gomez all over. Didn't control it. Kind of kind of chested it and just chested it too far in front of him. And it was an easy clearance when he should have just attacked the ball. Either through a header or a volley. Just get just, it out. Just, well, just hit it towards goal. You're, you're only six yards from goals if yet. Or... Six to eight yards of goal. If you're that close, just get some going towards the goal with yeah. a little bit of movement, and it might ricochet through the know, bodies. Yeah. If you get on target at that, that end of the game through a sea of bodies, you never know. It just clips a you, foot. You maybe the hero just, instead. He just hits his chest, and it yeah. just and it's an easy clearance. Uh, and then that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, chances up. Good point, I guess. Uh, going into that game, you probably send a draw. This was not a bad result. Yeah. Missed chances at the end. Uh, we didn't play very well. 
So when you're not playing well and you get a point, it's a game we normally would have lost last season. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of... It's, it's one of those things, as a, especially as an Everton fan, you don't get too high in wins and you don't get too low on, on losses and draws. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you just have to say, right, okay, it's not a bad point. They're a good team. They've been top of the table recently. Yeah, and you so like take it in perspective. And you've done your red neighbours a favour. Mm. <laughs> yeah. As well. <laughs> yeah, we want another favour as from my place say in the, that that game as well. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to go into um your glorious run? To be honest, uh you can be it's, quick it's the first time on the podcast. Uh, I know last time we had a couple of bad games, but we you know, I think we also spoke it was like about a couple of bad games, it was like kinda like one and one or two, you know, well, we just had, like we have West Brom and Newcastle to talk about last time. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, we'd we'd beaten Spurs and we'd smashed uh, Palace seven nil. Yeah. And now we've gone into this uh, blip. I mean, it's probably more than a blip. It's a bit problems are a bit yeah. a, a bit worse well, than just a little uh, blip. I feel it's a complete lack of goals um, in, in the league. Yeah, we've just gone into. I think it's now you know. Barring the FA Cup win, which was against the Villas, Aston Villa's kids, we put out a pretty much... By the end, we had almost full strength. It was a full strength team against uh, actual, so we, I think actual school children. We actually went 1-0 down, <laughs> I think. Or they yeah. equal, I think they equalised. They equalised, uh, yeah, that was it. We went 1-0 up, they equalised. Um, you know, these these are kids that... that it was one of the, I think it was one of their senior players, a 17-year-old Lewis Barry. Yeah, <laughs> they um, got dropped off by their parents. Yeah. Because they're not old enough to drive. Yeah, so <laughs> six, six formers. Uh, average uh, age of 18, I think, or 17 in that time. Uh, anyway, so, you know, I'm not, not going to read too much into that result. And barring that result, it's, um, it's, it's no win in six games. Um, not scoring, really, again... Got four against Villa, but that's I'm not really taking that into consideration. Um, yeah, and we've just gone on a bad run, and it's for me really difficult to take because it's come off the back of a seven nil win against Crystal Palace. How do you win seven nil and then don't win six games yeah. in a row? How do you score seven goals when everything goes in and then goes six games? Yeah, you can't. It, it's, the back of the it's net, really, like. it's really bizarre and feels, you know, quite uh, out of the blue and a bit shocking almost that that has followed. Although the warning signs this season have been there, the seven-two against Villa, you know, some of these away performances we made difficult on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're sort of seeing little signs, but nothing that would really point to not performing for. Like I mean, the, the results before games. Palace were. Kind of a lot tighter. I mean, I think yeah. that was one of the games that nobody expected. Like a big seven nil. Well, we beat Wolves four nil, and then mm. Fulham was a draw at, at Craven Cottage, which yeah. which was a, from the early warning or something. Kind of yeah. Um, and then we beat Spurs, and then beat Palace, and then um, yeah, as we spoke about last time on the podcast, one one all against West Brom against a big Sam team that was a really frustrating result. Then away at Newcastle, where the ball just wouldn't go in. We actually played okay. It was just nothing was going to cross the line that day. Yeah. It just we could. And Newcastle have not been good. Uh, have they? No. Yeah. And um, then, yeah, then then the next game on, uh, we head down to St Mary's, play Southampton. 
we lose 1-0 um, an early Danny Ings goal which again is difficult to take an ex sort of Liverpool player coming back to haunt us um, Google, Google as well a really good it. yeah really uh, delicate flick on the outside I think yeah. of his right foot that just um, we just didn't deal with I think it was I can't remember the defender now but well, you keep to repeat um, them all, though. It's kind of hard to remember who's just... Yeah, who's and, um, yeah we've had so <laughs> many. And um, it just doesn't get dealt with, and Ings will punish you in that situation. Mm. I think it's a long wall over the top. Um, it's and been then, yeah, good, good the last just, season and a half. He's been their kind of main yeah. goal threat, scoring a lot of yeah, goals. I mean, I think he was one of the top goal scorers in the league last season. Yeah. Uh, like, outright. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, we, we don't deal with that. It's after like six, seven minutes and you're thinking, oh my God, here, here we go again. Uh, just not concentrating. Um, and for that game, I don't think we ever really looked like getting back into it. It was, you know, we, we were kind of pushing, but it, it didn't ever really feel like, oh, you know, don't worry, we've got this. It was kind of like, fuck. <laughs> We're, we're, yeah, we're like heading for another like, loss here. It's like, like, it, it, oh, sorry, we'll, it's an early goal. We'll, we'll get back into it. And just the, kind of yeah, and you know, the good thing about out. an early goal is you've, you've got the whole game to re- reply, and it never felt like it was going to come. I was never on the edge of my seat, excited, mm. thinking, oh, okay, this is a clear-cut chance. Like, we're in, we're in, you know? And I'd say 1-0 was probably a fair a fair result for Southampton in the end. Ralph uh, Hasenhutl... In tears because uh, obviously beating Liverpool is such a huge achievement. <laughs> I don't know why he cried. Like, yeah, like, I don't know. really understand. The wind, maybe. Um, it was the wind. He started to sound like Klopp. <laughs> it was the wind. <laughs> the grass is too long. It's it's hay fever. I, I, I think he was just proud of his performance. Uh, no, I get it. I get it. Um, like, because um, I don't think he's ever got a result against Klopp. Yeah. Um, I don't know to break down on your knees in tears over a over a, a home win against the champions. Like yeah, it's a great achievement. It's not like winning the cup. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it warrants like, actual tears. If it's a cup like, final or something like that, then yeah, or again, or in a semi final or something. Yeah, like maybe he's final. he's just a passionate, emotional yeah. coach. And I mean, yeah, I mean, fair enough. You want like. When you look at when how he first went into Southampton losing eight 0 to like Leicester, it was how far he's come now he's beaten Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, as soon as you put it into context, you're like, well, Liverpool haven't been that good. So no, no. So that yeah, was that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that that was that was a disappointing result, and now and now you go right. Well, that's like three results in the league. Um, and out of what I would have earmarked as nine points, we actually picked up one. So the cracks are beginning to show there uh, already. Then we go into our FA Cup uh, third round. We beat we beat Villa's kids four one. Not too much to say on that. It's kind of a uh, it's like a, bonus a game routine. Game. Uh, yeah, routine performance. Um, we we did end up bringing I think Salah, Mane, Thiago. They were all on the pitch by the end. Mm. <laughs> so again, it doesn't do a lot for uh, Klopp's uh, rotation. Um, sort of complaints. Yeah, it's a perfect um, chance to see the likes of uh, Shakiri. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I think the mentality going in um, 
customers that like we really cannot afford to lose this at all costs. Yeah. Like, we don't need that embarrassment right now because the results are not going our way. The last thing we need is to get knocked out by a dodgy goal yeah. or yeah. something against the kids of Aston Villa. Like that would have just been like horrendous. I think I saw. Uh, was it Mina Moore started? Yeah, Minamino, Minamino, yeah. sorry. There's another player called Minamo. I always, <laughs> always mistake the two. Um, Minamino, he's played and, and I watched a part of the, like, it was kind of like standard highlights and every time he gets the ball, he didn't, he look, didn't look better than any other kids. Yeah, no. There. Like, I, he didn't look anything special. I don't, I don't know if he's ever going to be good enough. Klopp has come yeah. out and said he's ready, Let's use so let's use him. Um, he looked he got the first goal against Crystal Palace in, in the 7-0 um, and was involved and looked lively but he hasn't really pushed on from yeah. there and every time he's had his chances he doesn't look like you know when he receives the ball he looks a little bit lost as if to, like it, like he's surprised that he has the ball are you going to cut in are you going to put a ball in and then and then often oftentimes uh, it sort of comes to nothing and you're thinking you need you need something um, if you if you've got any hope of breaking to this like front three. That's just the neighbor neighbors. Uh, if, you, <laughs> if you if you can hear any sound in the background, the neighbors have uh, just bought a pet elephant uh, <laughs> and it's going in and out the in and out the door there. Like, yeah, see a lot of banging just in the background there. Momentary, so I apologize about any background interference we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing you can't control, right? Yeah, really. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he, I'm not, I'm not convinced. We've always trusted Klopp uh, with his transfer policies, and you know, signing yeah. the likes of Andy Robertson, who everybody thought, you know, what the hell are you doing? So yeah, um, again, I'm like a guy from a relegated team. Yeah, and you know, he's kind of taken these players on and made them into um, superstars. And so you're thinking, well, you have to trust the process. And when we haven't really seen much from uh, Minamino yet. Yeah, anyway, and, and you know, I want to talk a little bit more about the sort of overall squad and, yeah. and the backup support for our strikers in a bit, I think, because I think there's an so, issue there. Um, yeah, next we, we, we go to Liverpool against Man United. This was, this was huge. Yeah. This was a huge game heading into this. United were three points ahead of us at the top of the table. Had they have won, they would have gone six points clear. Had we have won, we would have gone back on top on goal difference I believe uh, so that ended 0-0 uh, was a bit of a shit game yeah really. I think um, both teams had chances near the end they could have snatched we, it but, or especially United had two good chances United had two really good chances um, I think Fernandez. was it Fernandez? anyway um, yeah. they had chances Alisson really really dug us dug us out of the uh, yeah, you know, situation there. Um, basically, first half, I feel like we were getting a lot of joy on the left hand side. Pogba um, was just not aware of Robertson behind him. It was like three or four times. Yeah, he didn't really pay um, attention to the defensive side of his no, game. And, 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 and it was really frustrating because Bobby Bobby was picking up the ball in the middle. Robertson was in acres of space. He there was two or three times he could have just slotted him in. Robertson maybe could have whipped the ball across the six-yard line or taken a shot on himself. And um, Bobby's just either being selfish or not not having the awareness. Yeah. Um, 
And so first half, I feel like we could have made something out of one of those you situations. Could, you probably should have been ahead at halftime. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people yeah. see you like you need to raid now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we looked up for it. We looked we looked energetic and we, we sort of took the game to United, but in the final third, pretty much didn't have enough quality. Um, and this is another thing Klopp has come out and said. Um, it's about the d- decision-making and the confidence in those crucial moments that, uh, that we, we don't have that instinct at the moment. Whereas before it looked so easy to just make that pass. And at the moment, we're hesitating. We do. We don't know to go left, right, through the middle. Mm. We're not. We're not quite clicking at the front, and um, that has that has cost us in the first half. There, second half, United come out. They look stronger. They look a bit more confident. And they're very dangerous on the counter, counter yeah. as well. And they look good at sort yeah. of like hitting teams on the counter. Got a lot of fast players. Yeah, and, like Lisa Rashford and yeah, uh, um, yeah, and so they were causing us some problems and uh, I think it was the one from Fernandez. it was like six yards out and he's just smashed it straight at Allison. Mm. that easily could have been a goal in around the 75th minute yeah and then Pogba did pretty uh, much the same pretty much the same thing but a bit further out on the right hand side of the goal again straight down the middle at Allison. he goes left or right it, yeah it's it's game I think game over um, and United get a, a kind of smash and grab at Anfield yeah which, which um, would be big which would have been huge in the context of things because they'd, they'd, have, they'd have pulled six points clear top of the league but you know we drew and then City have won their games and City are now top and it's all kind of irrelevant yeah now. so um, we kind of knew that going in like it is hyped up this game because we yeah. are at the top and it's the first time in many years that a Liverpool United game has mattered it in the context of a league, of, yeah, yeah. Of, of, of we're both challenging for the title, but ultimately, like now, neither of us are top anyway, and so like it doesn't, it, it doesn't yeah. really matter. But it, it was nice going into that game knowing that there was actual uh, pressure riding on this for both yeah. for both clubs because all too often we've met and uh, they've been seventh and we've been second or first and vice versa. Yeah, before I, that, I, yeah, you know, I can only really think of one time in the last. 10-15 years that um, the games between Liverpool and United have really mattered for both Yeah. Um, going into a title race and um, yeah so it's nice to see it's nice to see you know the old foes kind of battling it out yeah. it's what you want to see as a fan yeah. Um, yeah. I mean you mentioned smash and grabs uh, at yeah. Anfield uh, another one at Anfield uh, we welcome Burnley um no, now I'll be honest I didn't watch this one I was at work and also had plans that evening so I said you know what I'm going to just uh, get the updates on my phone try and listen to a bit on the radio mm. and just try and listen at work when I can and um, yeah kept kept up with the whole game how, how long did Liverpool went without losing at home in the league in the league it was 63 games I believe it's it's either sixty three or I should know this, but I th- I think it's sixty three or sixty six, seven yeah. something like that, and three years nine months. So nearly four years. Nearly yeah. four years. Uh, we were still twenty odd games off of uh, Chelsea's record, mm. um, but would would have been nice to to have to get that um, to lose it to Burnley is shit really, but. It, you know, it had to end at some oh, point. Oh, you, you lost. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, so um, 
Yeah, so that yeah was there was our, our there, um, oh. Liverpool nil, Burnley one. Uh, the smash and grab being, of course, uh, an actually Barnes penalty. Yeah. Um, in the eighty third minute, this was pretty much a low point part yeah. of this run. Losing at home to Burnley, we we were dreadful. Hmm. Just just not just okay. very flat. No no energy. No no creativity. No nothing. I think one thing that could have been summed up from the game of like how Liverpool's performance was you see um, um, Sean, Sean Dyke and uh, Klopp had been given a bit after after yeah. attack, uh, a tackle by Liverpool player on I think Ashley Barnes yeah. um, and Klopp's kind of chasing them down the tunnel Yeah. Sean Dyke turn, eventually turns around and Klopp's arse just went it was just like a, <laughs> a symbolic a representation yeah. of how the game went. It's like, yeah, pretty much. Liverpool's arse just can just went like. Yeah, uh, it like. was um was a hard one to take, um, you know, because I'm I'm looking, checking checking the Google for the updates and it's um nil 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 the yeah. whole time and then you refresh and I'm looking at the updates and then I won nil Burnley for fuck's sake um, it was, was it fairly late on as well again it was the 83rd, yeah. 83rd minute they yeah. scored and um, you know I saw the highlights and it's kind of a bit of a false impression through the highlights because like we it, it showed that we had chances but like our overall gameplay from what I've read and I've read quite a lot on that game in the aftermath and um yeah, it was it was one of the one of the worst performances. We kind of deserve to lose the record yeah. based based on that performance, and uh, it's it's the kind of game that we've taken for granted for so many years now. Under Klopp, we we just get used to beating those teams, and it's a bit of a wake up call and a reality check, and say, look, we we have issues now. We uh, you know we, we have real problems to deal it's, with. It's kind of like a lack of kind of cohesion and fluidity. Yeah, fluidity. Yeah. I seem to notice whenever I seem to w- I've watched Liverpool recently, it's just a very laboured. Yeah. Um, we're used to seeing the fullbacks bombing on. We're used to seeing uh, the high press, the high energy performances. You know, everyone putting in a shift, all eleven players giving maximum effort um, because that's what Klopp demanded. Yeah. And, and and you fell below that, you're out. I I don't know if it's down to Klopp or what it really is but but yeah we touched on the squad depth earlier and um, I don't know if the support is there then front three now Jota's out uh, they play every single game Mm. Um, and the backup is just not there Minamino Jones Origi you know these aren't names that you would typically associate with a a title winning team right like Jones has got a lot of potential but yeah Jones has potential but he's still learning the game he's still learning Uh, Minamino we touched on and said I don't think he's quite there Um, and he's had his chances yeah you know he's really he's been given time and hasn't shown Arigi's not Arigi's one of them guys that will get you a goal and a big game but then maybe that's it he's a bit of a uh, that was it even then that was like two years ago now like it's kind of like been doing that you know, but you need someone that can turn up week in, week out, not just someone that's going to, like, get you some special goals two or three times a season, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's 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 a hard thing to take because, like I say, we feel after the 7-0 win, yeah. it's just kind of came out of nowhere. But these things also they have to come to an end, yeah. you know? We, we've been really lucky on the clock. We've enjoyed some 
really nice football and uh, well, yeah so you have to put it in perspective like you have to remember what has happened in very recent years and very recently in terms of Champions League win yeah and I think we've been a bit spoiled you know yeah. this has been a bit of a you know like this is the first time I've experienced this in, in, a, in a while since probably mm-hmm. the Brendan Rodgers yeah. era that we, uh, we've had a real slump like a genuine slump yeah um I mean, well, I mean, you had a chance to put that right straight away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with a trip to Old Trafford, uh, FA Cup. Um, How did yeah. that go? We played better. I wasn't too disappointed in the performance. Yeah. Um, you know, in the game, it ended 3-2 to United, which those of you that have listened before know that my girlfriend's a Man United fan. So sitting next to her watching that is never never easy to lose that yeah. one now. Um, it was a bit back and forth, yeah. back and forward as well. That game. We uh, haven't. We ha- it was a bit more open this one. Yeah. Um, I think there's both teams uh, going for it. There's a feeling of um, a, you know a lack of caution in the FA Cup because it's a yeah. free hit. You might as well put on a show and just go. Well, for the thing it. is, there's no replays as well. There's no replays. So it's just going. They're just going ninety minutes. Then it goes into extra time, and then it yeah. goes on a penalty. So you yeah. win it on the day. So you may as well go for it. You may as well uh, go for it, and I think that showed it was it was a good game. I enjoyed it. It was a good it was a good game to watch. Um, you know, we take the lead, they equalise. They then take the lead, we equalise, and then a superb free kick for Bruno Fernandez. Fernandez um, which I it, it wound me up at the time because it is Fernandez. Because uh, it is Fernandez. It's, and, uh, it, it's kind of <laughs> like I know he's a good player, but I hate him. Like yeah, kind of like I'm the same. Much that kind of player, like he's a, he's quite snide at it. But suppose yeah. a lot of those very good players can be kind of like quite good at that. They yeah. can kick other people and get away with it, and then they, they'll score. They know that they know the dark arts. Yeah, <laughs> and um, so yeah, that that was kind of it. Would have been nice to get in, into the next round. Like Klopp's record in the FA Cup, I think, if it's his fifth season now, hasn't progressed past the fifth round. Yeah, which. Is ridiculous. Like I quite like the FA Cup and quite like to see Liverpool do well. I'd like nice to, to get I'd a like, little run. Yeah, I'd like to see us win it. Uh, yeah. To be honest, but yeah, again, we're now we're out, and uh, that that is what it is. And we say the same thing every year. I will focus on the league. You know, that's what that's the only thing that you can say. Mm. Um, but you know, losing 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 to your bitter rivals is is never never good. But I I would take it this way round. I'd rather you know have that result in the FA Cup than in the league. So, you know, we play United twice. We don't beat them uh, in in any of them okay. at the end. Ultimately, right? Um, so, yeah, the problems are definitely the, definitely there. The results, sh- I have faith that they will come. Yeah, it's just a case. Of <laughs> it's just a case. Of, uh, getting into a groove again. Yeah, you, you know, seeing Sally get two goals at Old Trafford is promising, and some of our build-up play and some of our attacking moves seem to be a bit more fluid yeah you know so uh yeah we just have to see like i have faith like we've got one of the best managers to take us out of the slump like one Um, thing that i think has been noted though uh, is tiago he's played six games for Liverpool and yeah. you've not won any of them not won any yeah, yeah. no win in this a lot of idea passes though I've heard 
he makes a lot of idea passes. So it's a new phrase I saw okay. on, on Twitter. They were saying like he made X X many idea passes in the and What's the, an idea? I have pass? no idea. Hmm. Like it's no uh, idea. it's a a, a, a a pass that exists like in his mind that he doesn't actually make. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> he sees the pass but doesn't make it. I don't yeah, know. so he's got the vision but not the actual execution. I don't, I don't know. Um, but there, like, yeah. there was a number that was put up, and it was just like the idea. Of, like I don't know, everyone kind of laughed at it. It's yeah. like it's like it's like phrase sh- coined for I, I, grasping I, at straws. I think we can shit can that phrase and <laughs> never hear it again. That just sounds that sounds pretty awful to be yeah. honest. But yeah, it, it maybe maybe it's a bit down to him. Um, like. I know you mentioned it, it could affect the tempo of the team in the midfield and um, I wouldn't put it down just to one factor for me I think no. it's a bit, a, a well, bit you're, of a wider issue you're playing some midfielders in defence which then takes them away from being yeah. further up which draws your attacking players it's back it's an imbalance but there's yeah. an imbalance and yeah. uh, when there's an imbalance you're going to get a bit of chaos that's that's um, how it is, and, and uh, you had the young kid the other night there against United made a big mistake. Yeah. Uh, Reece, Reece I, I, I am not. But he's a kid. I'm he's not, nineteen years I'm old. Not getting involved in any kind yeah. of slagging or you know, like I've seen online, and, and it's it's really harsh. Um, he played just like the fifth choice centre back. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what he is. You can't you berate him. I know the world we live in now, social media, like the players. That they, they're not really sheltered from that, and it's yeah. it's, it's tough. Uh, but he's been put in and made that mistake, and it 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 could really break. I feel like it could break a player if you're not strong. Yeah, so like um, social media is kind of it can be a bit very toxic. I know, um, like especially for a nineteen-year-old who's only played like sixteen year games. I think it was Nico Williams. Yeah, yeah, Nico Williams got a lot of. He got a lot of heat. Yeah, um, you know, and it's not. It's not fair on them at that age to, to come under such criticism. Like they're still learning their They are still teenagers that have hardly played any yeah. games. They don't have the full season. You know, if, if yeah. anyone should get the stick, really, it should go to the manager. Or the senior players that, yeah. that cost big money. They're the ones that they're the ones that need to be getting the kids through. Like, yeah, he's made a mistake. He's got his lead and made, made an error. But, yeah. you know, yeah. like it ha- errors happen. There's no need to kind of go after him and just say like, all right, okay, you made a mistake. Yeah. Pick yourself up, keep going. It's like you will make other mistakes. Uh, yeah. Even Van Dyke makes mistakes. Absolutely. Like, every so often. It's just not that often. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that that is what it is. Um, now, yeah, we we we're gonna go into the fixtures. Yeah. Uh, what what yeah, games you got coming we, up? Um, we've got Tottenham tomorrow. Mm, yeah, uh, so this this will be probably going out after the Tottenham game, um. So we're going to make a quick prediction on that. Yeah. Uh. So how do you see that going? I'm going one-one. I think um, it's going to be a close game. Mourinho, we know what he's all about and the way he sets up. Um, that could actually really frustrate us mm. in the way that we're not really attacking very well at the minute and we we don't have that fluidity. Um, I think we'll get a goal. Mm. I think we we might just do enough that the signs were there at Old Trafford that we can kind of get the ball forward and get it get it moving mm. quick enough. And uh, yeah, but even that is like a bit touch and go, you know. But I'm thinking, well, I'm, I'm more hopeful. Basically, we're going to get enough. We're going to do enough to get at least a goal um, and break them down. I don't really see us doing much more than that. And Spurs coming back at us. Um, 
Because they're going to be solid. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be organised. Before they're going to look to sit in and counter. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends is uh, as far as fans, like saying we never beat Liverpool. It's just like well, their record's pretty terrible. Like it's not good at all. So it's just like I just don't. He doesn't expect to get anything from it. Yeah. Uh, just cause they never do. But you've got the Mourinho factor. You've got the current Liverpool form. The Spurs are at home. Not that that really counts. A draw. A draw seems. I, fair, I think like, one, I'm going one. Well, yeah. yeah. And I, I, based on all of our Spurs games in the recent years, like I, I'm always confident <laughs> about beating Tottenham. But like, Not the just same, just because yeah. the way we've been playing lately, I like, I just go into this one with a bit of caution. Mourinho could shit house a one 0 win out of that one. Quite you know, like he knows how to do that. Um, well, you have to just look at in in the FA Cup game against United that yeah. ball Rashford played over to uh, Martial mm. to get their second goal. That's all they have to do. Yeah. Um, and the way Harry Kane and Son play, their link up, and they're really on the same wavelength. That's all it takes is just one one runner, yeah. one ball over the top, and and we're exposed. And, so and like the likes of and and Dombele has been getting a lot of praise recently, and his midfield yeah. performances. If he's on it, then your midfield might struggle. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. As well, so he's been apparently. But I've not I've not seen enough of him to sort of say. I'm just saying, yeah, I think, like, but everything I've read about him or been told about him. Yeah. Uh, I know Matip, he's, um, he's back, he did full training again, mm. so, uh, yeah, hopefully that frees up Jordan Henderson. To move into the midfield. I feel like we miss him a lot. Yeah, when, when his, he's, leadership, when he's yeah, his leadership. In the midfield. Not necessarily his ability, like, he is a good player, uh, but it's more what he, he brings, like, like, vocally and his organisation and his marshalling of everybody around him. Yeah. I feel like, that's not utilised if he's in defence yeah. it's kind of yes he's on the pitch having an influence but he needs to be in the middle being that driving force yeah so I, I think what I've noticed as well is like um, you, see, you mentioned your, your, your full back play like Robertson's still kind of doing his job Robertson's doing good Trent Trent oh yeah Alexander Arnold has yeah he's, his, he's, he's been setting some really big passing stats in the bad way yeah like some like 28 or 30 well, sometimes in, giving the ball away or something in the game passes, it's like yeah. league records <laughs> of the season yeah and stuff. setting records uh, in the wrong way um, um, it's since that injury um, he's just not come back anywhere near the same and mm. it's it's worrying yeah. I, I think he was only, so fearless before and yeah. now he, he's like he's playing like he's in his own head like something's happened to him and he's he, he just doesn't look like I he think has it was against the United game freedom. he only completed one cross and the cross that he was showed to complete was like a two yard pass it was like um, every other one was like yeah, yeah and you know because he is still young maybe um, he's going to have a dip he's, he's having that dip now yeah. uh, but you know the, the sooner he gets out of that the better because you don't want him to be one of them young talents that just fades away yeah you don't want him like peaked already and then yeah, that's, that's his level he's, he's peaked at 20 and then yeah that, that, would, that, would, that would be genuinely terrible uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we got that. Um, Another two games quickly, and then I'll just yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking uh, the Reds are probably staying in London um, f- for the whole time. They've got mm. West Ham away on Sunday, so Tottenham away tomorrow. Um, so yeah, it's like a, one big trip to the capital. Yeah, um, West Ham away. That is now looking like a huge game. West Ham 
came into fourth. Yeah, fourth or fifth today. They've leapfrogged Liverpool, <laughs> yeah. who now sit down in fifth place. And, uh, another um, Suchet goal, I think it was. It was yeah. Like, ended up. Yeah, so uh, yeah, two two big games, and after that, Brian at home, which, um, you know, I would I would certainly hear Marcus three points um, against Brighton, but we didn't beat them on the reverse fixture mm. so there's nothing nothing's guaranteed yeah and then uh, and then beyond that it's uh, then it gets really tough for us yeah so um, we we kind of need now as many points as possible this next four to five weeks is really going to define define how the season's going to maybe shape out yeah. pretty, pretty there will much. be a lot of twists yeah. over, the, over the course I think yeah. uh, our next three before the cup game against we've got a cup game in the fifth round, it's Everton versus Tottenham. Okay, um, yeah. That's who we'll be up against. But the three games in the league coming up before that, we've, we play Newcastle. Um, yeah, and they, they look awful. They look awful. We lost our, the last game against them, disappoint, really poor performance in that one. So yeah. it's a bit of a revenge mission. I want like the team to go and put a stamp on that. Yeah. We've not been brewing of late at dictating games, and so that's the worry. But we really need to go out and say, like, if we're really serious about challenging for Europe four, yeah. um, just challenging for Europe in general yeah. sixth place uh, we need to be beating Newcastle yeah. then we have Leeds uh, away again that's a team that beat us when we had that kind of little bad run yeah. uh, another one I want kind of revenge in yeah. and there's ways you can play Le- Leeds and get results Oh yeah, they have, they have a particular style of play, yeah. and if you nullify that style of play, you can get a result they against them quickly, because they uh, leave a lot of space. They've behind. suffered some big defeats. The United mm. one, probably the most noticeable, was it 6-1, six, six, yeah. 6-0, six, something. Yeah, yeah. Like, well I think um, they got a couple back, or 6-2 or something, but they, yeah. they were well played off the park. Yeah. Um, uh, even uh, Crawley Town. Yeah, smashed, smashed three against them. Exactly, the, 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 they've got a liability to concede goals. So you shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't be. You should be going into the, that game confident that you can score goals. You just need to stop them scoring goals. Yeah. If if you stop them scoring goals and then look to score yourself, then you can beat them. Uh, yeah. Obviously, that's the same. Obviously, that's a thing you see for all games. But for it's just, all games, yeah. They're a team that can defend, but they attack very well. Yeah. Um, and then as you mentioned, United uh, beating Leeds, we then play. Uh, United oh, at okay. Old Trafford um, just in the start into you've done okay at Old Trafford I feel um, we have we've not done well against United so far this season lost against them at Goodison and then in the Cup yeah it's one of those games I guess we'd probably expect to lose it so we can go into that game without too much pressure if especially if we get results in the other two games yeah like today against Leicester, we got the point. It would be nice to get three, but like I think the next two games we have to be looking at six points. Yeah. If we can get six from nine, then I'd be kind of good for that because then the next game after that is against Fulham. So I yeah. hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So push for six from nine uh, on the next three, and see where that takes us. Yeah. That sounds. That sounds uh, reasonable. A trip to Old Trafford's not an easy, an easy fixture. But yeah. those other, those other two. I mean, and they have been good. I mean, but they've not been as good at home as they have been 
Um, I mean, they, they lost to Sheffield United today, actually. So that cheered me up. That's quite funny. That's quite funny. <laughs> that cheered me up. But that's like, why, cause this, this is why we love the Premier League. Bottom place, Sheffield United, go and, go and beat second place, United. And yeah. It, just, it's the most unpredictable league anything can in, happen. in the world. Anything can happen. And it's, it's just like funny because they've been getting quite cocky. And you just like to see them get I, I never <laughs> thought I never thought for a moment United would win the league. Mm. And I'll stand by that. I think it's always been Man City. And if you go back and listen to yeah. any of the podcasts, it's always been Man City. That, yeah. that are the big threat. I don't see United as they, I think I, they'll I be just don't. I think they're gonna be in and around. I don't see them getting They finished third last season and I think they'll finish third again. I don't but they'll be a lot closer. Yeah, but I don't think they'll win it. The fact that we're sitting here talking about United and the title and being second, third is testament to Ollie, really. Yeah. You know, at the start of the season, we're all saying he's going to get sacked. He's doomed. Well, yeah, he's walking the tightrope. Just road. before he played us, um, like if they were talking, if he loses, if they lose to Everton, then he'll be at the job. Because they look really think, you know, and that's also worrying that they're ahead. But think about how poor they were at the start of the season, and they're actually ahead of Liverpool. <laughs> And like, it's just every team has had that blip. You know, every team has had a four or five game period this season. Um, think about how bad Arsenal were. Liverpool are only four points ahead of Arsenal. Mm. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> so, that, so, you know, uh, every team has had, had a blip and a bad run. And uh, even City have. Uh, they've not been perfect. So, you know, it's still... It, it's still anyone's. But I think City now, they're finding their groove and they're just, they're mm. just going to... They're just going to push through now, and you know they beat West Brom five 0 and even with uh, is it De Bruyne, De Bruyne injured, yeah. someone's out for them now, and uh, they just they look okay. Yeah, they look like they're just going to cruise cruise through now. Uh, yeah, yeah, De Bruyne, De Bruyne is, yeah, I think he's out for about a month. Yeah, um, but I think they got the players. They found, they found, think they found yeah. their rhythm. And, and they've got a defensive partnership that's working well for them in yeah. Stones and Diaz. They're not yeah. conceding anything. Like, that was another thing that happened just the other day. Like, breaking news. Uh, uh, but breaking news from yesterday was Frank Lampard got yeah. sacked by Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, and being replaced by Thomas Tuchel. I think it was pretty harsh. Klopp said it was pretty harsh as well. Like, it's, you know what? You, it, yes, you give them a lot of money to spend in the summer, but they are a lot of young players that you've brought in. So you need a time to bed them in, and they started. They were doing quite well on the season. It was top of them going top at one point. Mm. And this, if you if you look at all the gun, I mean, he was talking about in sacked. Chelsea were being talked about going top of the league, and it, it was yeah. kind of like a rules reversal. And now he's out. Now Frank Lambert's out of the job. And Chelsea notoriously are not patient. Roman Abramovich is not a patient guy. I think they could have just went to the uh, near the end of the season. I I really would have thought. You know, and if they were gonna give an exception to anyone in breaking that rule of yeah. being like completely ruthless, it would have been Frank. I thought maybe they're gonna be lenient on him. I, th- I uh, think there's things been going on behind the scenes between him and the, one of the directors. Uh, seemingly, Frank has been harping on about Declan Rice like every yeah. day, and they're just can I get Declan Rice? Can I get Declan Rice? Can I get Declan Rice? Like no, like wait, wait, wait go Fuck off. Back. Like, like, okay. Yeah, it's. They did a poll. They did a poll yesterday uh, with Chelsea fans, and apparently, eighty-five percent Chelsea fans said it was too soon, and they're not happy. Yeah. And this is the nature of Chelsea Football Club. They change managers far. They act. And for for me, uh, Thomas Tuchel is 
it showed that he's like a good good coach, but for me, he doesn't have that ruthlessness that's required, especially with a Chelsea manager. Is is a bit like uh, you think Sarri, and the okay. fact that he's it's a good coach, but is he that ruthless kind of manager that is the one who wins titles? And I generally think by Halloween this year he'll be at the job as well. Wow. He's got an eighteen-month contract. I, 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 I think he'll win a lot of games, but then I think he'll have a slump. Um, I don't see him as, as that kind of authoritative figure. I could be yeah. completely well off, but I mean, I've read that, and it makes sense. But uh, he always seems to be a manager who gets what would be the minimum expected out of a team. Like right. PSG expect to win the league, he won the league there. Yes, he got to the Champions League final, but it was a weird Champions League they were playing knockout games. Yeah, yeah. He finished second with Dortmund, and he won a cup there. Yeah, well, the cup's an achievement, but finishing second is what you expect at Dortmund. Yeah, uh, they should be I'm doing that. They're the yeah. second biggest team. Um, they never really challenged, and he and both times he's fallen out with their the. With the board and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so it just also, doesn't seem like it's going to last. Not so much the players. I think he gets some of the players. But I think it's with the backroom, yeah. the, with the directors and stuff, he doesn't always seem to get on. Like okay. a fellow with Leonardo at PhD and got sacked. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I don't I don't know where it's going. I don't know. But it's, it's Chelsea. Seemingly. Because um, I, I did read it was about um, getting the best out of the, the German The, the German kids. So they brought in a German coach. Um, I thought they might have brought in uh, Nangelsmann from uh, Leipzig because he was uh, Werner's coach before. But yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if the if it's if it's these players that have really cost Frank because them them two not stepping up, Heiverts and um, uh, Werner, Werner, yeah, not stepping up. I mean, how many chances do you want to give Timo Werner one on one? Yeah, and he just does not put them away. It's yeah. it's a really he's yeah like he's given a lot of chances. And it, it, you know, he spent a lot of money on him, and that's that's not something Frank can really control in that pressure and, moment. And he knows he needs one. to play him as well because he's like, cost a lot of money. Yeah, and he's getting into positions. Yeah, but obviously their pl- their style of play is not bad. Yeah, if Werner's getting in those, you'd be more worried if he wasn't. But then they concede at the other end. And um, yeah, and then like you know, the keepers aren't. You, you can concede at the other end if if your Werner's are banging in the goals mm. because they're not. It's it's cost. Ultimately, I think it's cost Frank his job. And, yeah. uh, you have to say, like, this this player, Werner, was one of the most sought-after players. Well, Liverpool uh, were supposedly after him all summer. The champ- well, like, uh, at the time, we were champions of Europe. We wanted Werner to yeah. improve a Champions League winning team. Yeah. Uh, so he had he had all the... Um, Dodged the bullet. He had all the accolades <laughs> there. Uh, you know, yeah, Dodged the bullet. Um, you know, and what... The fact that he's come to the Premier League maybe struggled with I don't know, maybe, the play, maybe style the speed. of physicality, the speed. That's that's not Frank Lampard's fault. Yeah, that's yeah, the you know, who, who who's running the scouting department. Like why they not identifying a bare target? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I, I feel like it's too soon. For, yeah, I mean, we could you know. we could probably go on about Chelsea, <laughs> and do a show just on them. You know, it's yeah, like, uh, like true. Just on how they make it's true, but it is. But, but it's big news, right? Mm. It's the first manager to go, yeah, this season. We're yeah. halfway through. Usually, usually, well, um, second oh, after uh, Slavon Village. Village yeah. went because usually, 
usually there's one or two by now, yeah, right? By Christmas. Uh, by Christmas. Well, a lot of teams seem to change yeah. just before New Year because they want to go in the, the, into the January window with a new manager quite a lot of the yeah. time. But the, you know what, Frank, Frank, Frank will get snapped up by another club, whether, whether yeah. he's a bit more... He's shown a lot. I think he, like, he'll go on and do something. He's shown a lot. I think he had to take that job. You know, yeah. Some people say, oh, he was too young. But like Chelsea might not ever come knocking again. Yeah, like, you, if can't I come knocking, down. You, you can't turn that down. I know yeah. he's, he was probably too young, but... You've got, yeah. to, you've got to be confident in your own ability. Yeah, it's just, this is the fear that people had that if Frank took it when he was too young and then he, it failed, yeah, probably, is yeah, it going to knock his confidence? There's a chance he might be the England coach after Southgate. You know, Southgate might quit after the Euros and then that job's open then Lampard would seem like quite it a lot of people It'll be joint managers, uh, Lampard and Gerrard. <laughs> <laughs> and they just won't win anything because they can't fucking manage together. So you'll get to work with Declan Rice at least. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Okay, right, that's just getting over time. So we're gonna yeah. like quickly round it up with our uh, All Stars numbers game. Hello and welcome to Number One, the maths quiz that simply everyone is talking about. This is this is good, right? We're on episode seven, so it is number seven. Got a lot of it. Got a lot of interesting options. So last time it was episode six, uh, Jagielka versus John Anarisa. Uh, the poll results in, and they are from Jagielka. Uh, He's edged it. He's edged it. Uh, how how's that happen? Uh, so it's, the team's getting the, the, quite blue the, at the moment. The blue, and the, the blue bias on Twitter strikes the, again. The, the, the defence. <laughs> I don't think I had any votes from Twitter, actually. Uh, I think they were all no. from Facebook this time. Uh, you know what, though? On, on measure, like, Jagielka over Reese is probably, probably about fair. Yeah. Like, probably I mean, the thing has got more iconic status, kind of long-term, like 10 years being there. He's uh, a standout Everton player over the years. Yeah. Whereas Reese has... Stand out today against uh, United. Reese has had his, uh, had his moments. I mean, the screamers against United, and mm. you know, um, but like, we've got a lot more players yeah. throughout our history that I've done more. Put, yeah, that've done a lot more than Reese. Yeah, uh, I feel like Jagielka, what he gave for Everton was massive. So yeah, Just like I mean, uh, that's uh, I think three one at the moment, but. Yeah, I think you're gonna be. We're gonna be going into some like big hairs as we get into the seven to eleven. So yeah, I think with our attack in midfield, I I want I'd like to see a few more red shirts. Yeah. <laughs> in there. Uh, I, I'm gonna kick it off. I'm gonna so like at the moment we're number seven is currently Richarlison. Yep. Very good season last year. Talks of rumored bids of like eighty million, hundred million from Barcelona, yeah. which was apparently turned down. Uh, we don't, I don't know if it was actually a, a formal bid. 
okay. but there was a lot of paper talk about it. This season he's kind of dropped off, struggled a bit. Looks like he's kind of running through sand at times. But he's the two seasons he's been here, he's been valued for money. Yeah, uh, his goal scoring ratio is very good. He getting a lot of gets a lot of assists. He's hard worker. But we'll go, go through a lot of the players. I've got a list of players here. Uh, I've won the number seven, and I love very much Marmite. I'm gonna say like this, there's John Collins. Not not getting entertain. <laughs> I don't like John Collins. A good player, but I don't like uh, Alex Anderson, who came in uh, kind of flattered to see if he was going to be your kind of uh, Swedish David Beckham. Marcus Ben, that was all right yeah, for us. Van der Med, less said about him the bear. <laughs> Billy Enkov, on his day he scored a screamer, but he was a big money signing, but never really kind of was consistent. Yeah. There was Jelovic, who came in, hit the ground running, scored for fun, and then one day just forgot how to score goals and then it just went on a long run. I think he scored against say in a win but uh, he just f- f- forgot how to score goals. Um, McGeady, no. Um, <laughs> De La Fell, um, Jared yeah. De La Fell, very good cross to the ball, lacks stamina, not consistent. Balassi, started well, got injured, he's kind of become a bit of a unwanted player at the club and yeah. rumours are he's joining the, he's finally leaving and joining Middlesbrough well, good luck to him hope yeah. he has a career he had a very bad injury um, so hopefully he can forge a career he's 31 now go out and enjoy the rest of his career yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's an enjoyable player to watch very flair player yeah. maybe not without as much product but he's got a lot of flair yeah. but with all those names I think I'm going to have to go with Richarlison off the I think if we both yeah. have maybe one player that is currently playing with Charleston, would probably be yeah. uh, the pick that I'm going to throw there. That's fair. Yeah. He's given a lot. Yes. Um, and, and is continuing to do so. Yeah. You I look mean, a far better um, and far more threatening. I think outfit. I think only this year, uh, just before New Year, again, the Sheffield United game, I believe it was, was our first win without him in the team in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Like since he's been so there. I remember when he got Which, injured, um, you went on a bad run, and yeah. as soon as he came back, like yeah, the results came again. You know, yeah. So I, I think that's a worthy pick. It'd be interesting to see, see how that vote fares. On to Liverpool's number sevens. Uh, it's quite a decorated list, really. Mm. It's, it's an iconic number. Well, is it? Yeah, number seven. Um, I would have thought we would have had more names yeah. ourselves at the on that number, but I was like. That's a very like our list is <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> like, um, well, okay, yeah, um, locals for us is, really like I guess we made it iconic. Uh, Sir Kenny Dalglish, never um, heard of him. Yeah, <laughs> King Kenny, legend. Uh, I, I I obviously can't really put him in. He was before my time. Won mm. won the last league title before. Yeah, this most recent yeah. one. He was the last manager he to was win. The last one, uh, um, you know, an absolute. Club legend, yeah. won, won the lot while playing, kind of oversaw the whole Hillsborough, um, you know, with all the families um, in, in the grieving time, was involved, met all the victims' families one-on-one and yeah. offered support, you know, just went above and beyond um, anything you know, way more than what is expected of a footballer, you know. And I think it was a very heavy burden on him yeah. as a coach as well. I yeah, think that and maybe... Uh, 
you know, he was fully involved in, in that whole grieving process. And um, I think that's massively respected. And he's, you know, going back to his playing days, a fantastic Mm. player on the ball and yeah. made that number seven you know when I think about number seven now I think of the, some of the new murals around he, he's the first one you think of as yeah. the Liverpool number seven because yeah, he was wearing the number seven before the name was on the shirt mm. it was just the number seven in the yeah. red shirt and uh, that's that's kind of who you think made that kind of iconic yeah. um, you know and then in the modern the modern day um, in your in your time in my like time we've had um, mid 90s on yeah we've had um, Steve McManaman who I think he had different squad numbers but yeah. he, must, he must have had the seven at one point yeah. um, is, is, is your traditional type of seven in terms of winger? proper winger yeah, yeah. proper winger going uh, to bomb down and get a cross in and you know um, I, th- I think I think it's forgotten how good he actually was uh, for Liverpool, um, yeah. sometimes now because it, like he went off to went off to Real Madrid, won Champions League, yeah. and scored a Champions League final. Like he was oh, a, a, a good very player. good player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, not so much on the punditry side. Mm, mm, yeah, <laughs> less than yeah. punditry. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Steve McManaman. Uh, we have Vladimir Smita, who again Istanbul uh, springs to mind. There, he got, he got he got one of the goals. Cult hero. The comeback. So. Um, yeah, we've got Robbie Keane, who, for me, Robbie Keane um, is the reason for basically not his fault, but it was it was Rafa's demise really yeah. around the whole Robbie Keane saga. We uh, we signed Robbie Keane. Uh, Rafa comes out. Oh, it wasn't my signing. We then we then played in my first game at Anfield ever was actually uh, two Robbie Keane goals against West Brom. Yeah, I always enjoyed watching Robbie Keane. I thought he was thought he was a great player. Lasted about well from the summer till January. Yeah, it was so like we, six months. Yeah. yeah, so we we bought him for like forty million, then sold him for thirty, so made a ten million pound loss yeah. on him. He um so basically Rafa saying fuck you to the board. Yeah, <laughs> and the scouting department or whoever got him. Torres then gets injured. We're then in a title race uh, with United. And we've got David and Gog up front to try and win us the league for the last ten games. Yeah, I think it's and, uh, Gog and the Talek. Had, had we have, had we have kept Robbie Keane, I I, I believe like, um, some of those home draws that we had would have been turned into wins, and, and I think yeah. I think we could have won the title if yeah. we'd have kept Robbie Keane. Yeah, David um, and Gog's not the striker that you expect to win the league. No, and Tor- like right. Torres that season was on fire, but. Him getting injured basically, and now Sullen Robbie yeah. Keane left us, left us with nothing. And Rafa really, that was his worst decision, and ultimately led led to his exit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had he, I mean, had he have kept him and just, you know, put his pride aside? Yeah. Could have, could have, could have done it. Like especially with like, with Torres being out. I mean, it's like because Gog was essentially Simon Pongol in the second coming. Uh, it's just, remember he's when, just in a now, <laughs> right? Like, like, well, it seems Liverpool <laughs> seem to have these. They had like a they had the Pongo, uh, cinema Pongoli, yeah, uh, who signed at the same time as Letalic, yeah. and then you had Ngog, and now you have Origi. It's kind yeah. of like you always seem to yeah, have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of, yeah. Of those kind of like strange strikers are just not good enough, really. Yeah. To be a a, a leading a leading yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, yeah, so there's there's Robbie Keane. Um, nothing bad to say about him. Harry Kuehl. Again, um, Champions League. A bright player, good player for us. I Enjoy, always enjoyed watching Harry Kill for for his good bloke, 
you know, good, decent footballer. Um, got plenty of goals for us. Um, I don't think he was at the club long enough to really. I think when he Quite was. Quite a lot of injuries. Yeah, and when, you know he. He seemed to do okay. Mm. I remember Kuehl would always pop up every now and again with some important goals. Then another one on the list, uh, our current one, James Milner. Absolute professional, absolute beast. Uh, just seems to keep going and going and going and, and every year getting fitter and fitter. Yeah. Even in like, pre-season on the bleep test. mid-30s now, same, same age as me. He just looks, just looks, he looks absolutely ripped. Just a, yeah, a complete professional. Looks after himself just wants to play and play and play I think for as long as he can and he's just a humble and he can decent, play he will play anywhere he'll play anywhere yeah. left back centre centre back fucking centre mid uh, right wing and whatever you want you know you ask him to do it he'll play in goal if you get you know if <laughs> if you asked him to um, the manager's dream really works yeah. so hard B- yeah. a bit boring yeah a little bit boring if you want some stability <laughs> you know you, you're sort of 2-1 up in a game and the tide's against mm. you, you know, you put Milner on and he's going to shore you up a bit. Uh, and I, I believe he does have a, a, t- a parody Twitter page called Boring James yeah, Milner. Yeah, I yeah. think a lot of people have seen some of the things uh, <laughs> it seems like on that. It's like, pretty funny. Yeah. And I think he's left off as well. Like, yeah. He's sort of embraced. He's, he's, he's so boring that he wouldn't be able to find a nine. Yeah. Because, well, he's that's really, funny. He's really embraced the, uh, the Ribena comment. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Going to celebrate with a... <laughs> with the cover Ibina. Um and he sort of just took that and run with it, I think. Yeah. And made it into a whole a whole thing. But yeah, I think I think the one that stands out on this list and now um similar to Richarlison, probably not um you know, f- from the opposing fa- pa- fans point of view, you love to hate. Mm. Um because of the aggression and certain other aspects of the game is of course Luis Suarez. Mm. Now on one hand Utter, utter genius, world class, exciting. One of the best players I've seen live with my own eyes. He top scorer in Spain at the moment, I think. Actually, yeah, well. just just an unbelievable talent. Um, so unpredictable when he has the ball, you just don't know what he's going to do next, and some of the trickery. And you know, you watch him. I, I was I was fortunate enough to get to a couple of those Norwich games when Suarez just <laughs> terrorised. Uh, yeah, Norwich, no, Norwich never want to see him. Um, I, I managed to get to a couple of those games and um, just just watching him live was a real. I scored one from the halfway line. Uh, yeah, that's the one I was uh, at. Yeah, yeah, the the hat trick away at Carrow Road was unbelievable. Just tore them to shreds and he wanted, like I say, one of the best players I've seen. Um, just because his his ability and his unpredictability and. Just the way he, you, you just never knew what was coming next with Suarez. It was yeah. like he, he could have the ball and you always had to un- expect the unexpected with Suarez. He would always keep you keep you on your toes. And as a, as a supporter watching, every time he got the ball, the whole crowd stands up. They just want to know what he's going to do. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, he on the flip side of that, he's he's got a bad reputation. I used to bait people. For, <laughs> for biting people. Um, yeah. Um, but it's not just the biting; it's it's his attitude. He he complains and whinges, and I think fiery, uh, I think he just wants to win at all costs. Yeah. and it's just this like it goes over the line. It's this aggression and ag- yeah. you can see when his team are losing for Uruguay, for Liverpool, and even for Ajax. Um, he gets so so wound up mm. when he's when he's not getting his own way, and it's that. 
win at all costs and if I'm not winning you're gonna, you. you're gonna hear about it <laughs> in, in, in the extreme cases I'm gonna fucking bite you which yeah. it, it, it's Can't it's that, world it's that argument of like uh, madness and genius he's yeah. got he's got something in his brain that is very unique and it makes him a wonderful footballer but it's like the thing is you, you, you think it, after, it makes, he's, 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 he's yeah. ultimately like mad it's this, this craziness you think right? after doing it the first two maybe three times he'd, he'd not do it the next like I think yeah, he did it three times he did it three times one for Ajax one for Liverpool and then one for Uruguay yes uh, the Uruguay you, was you think after the first couple of times you maybe don't do it in the World Cup uh, that was a really tough one to like, watch for Suarez because because he pretends that he's been he's been like hit in the face and it's like quite clear you see him leaning in going yeah <laughs> like taking a chunk of his Chilean and he's like what the what the fuck because um, it's the last thing you'd expect in a football match is yeah. to be bitten um, and I mean it's so out there and barbaric um, how Suarez would live with himself afterwards you know once you look at that footage back mm-hmm. and you'd feel pretty fucking embarrassed and yeah. kind of ashamed um, and it is a shame because he's got so much ability but and he got like a big long gam- long ban for that as well yeah they banned yeah. him from all, all stadiums um, anyway despite despite everything about Suarez you know I, I, I'm pretty much thinking that James Milner would be a good pick a kind mm. of safe bet likeable and professional but I for me, uh, the player that excites me the most, and that I, that I feel like I can feel myself getting excited just talking yeah. about Suarez. I mean, when you look so at the goals he scored from Liverpool, he almost won you the title. Yeah, uh, that one year under him and Suarez and him and Suarez and Sterling. Sorry, yeah, it was the, the three S's. Yeah, it was uh, such an exciting season. We like, scored so many goals, ninety odd goals or something, just like scoring for fun. He was scoring thirty goals. He was. Yeah. Almost like won a game, I think. It was it the was space like, that he would open up for Sturridge yeah. as well. The way the way Suarez would run and pull two defenders with him and Sturridge would just have, have room yeah. to run in. When we lost Suarez it wasn't just his goals we lost, it was everything. It was everything. Yeah. You know, the way he would pull defenders away and no one knew. No one knew which way to go and we would just yeah. confuse all the defenders. And you you also have to look at the career he's had since he left Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, one multiple trophies yeah, in Barcelona. I don't, I don't begrudge him for going to Barcelona. Yeah. I think at the time, with us not winning the league, like he had to go. You yeah. know, and ultimately, we were a stepping stepping stone club. And he got good there. money for him at the time. We got like good money. Um, so yeah, that's, he wanted to leave. that's my pick. Is, um, is And then they got the sag of the £40 million plus, uh, plus one pound from bid from, from, uh, from Arsenal. Arsenal. From yeah, because Vegas just wanted to try to see if it was actually real. Um, no. <laughs> well, well, our owners, um, I think it was John W. Henry, yeah. tweeted out saying, what the hell are they smoking over there at the Emirates? <laughs> <laughs> I think they just wanted to see if it was a real thing. That, that, that was that was basically it. It was just like, yeah. we want to see if this clause is real, so we're going to bid it. Yeah. And 40 plus, anything over 40 million, 40 million plus one. And then I was just like, no, that was, it was funny. That yeah. was uh, an yeah, event. It was, it was. Um, yeah, so yeah, for me, for me, it's it's Luis Suarez. I know that like people might not vote because they don't like him, but Richarlison's also got a, a kind of unlikable side to yeah. him. Also, like a lot of people, a lot of opposition fans is the one that they love to hate. Yeah. Uh, but I know, I know Suarez but really divides. Everyone fans absolutely love him. Well, he Suarez really divides opinion. I feel you know, and it's a shame because anyone that I go and speak to about Suarez straight away, it's with a bite in. 
and it's uh, it's it's mm. sad, really. Yeah, it's sad. It, that but let's look at his footballing ability. Look at Richarlison's foot, like footballing ability, and then probably judge it on that yeah. rather than looking at the things you don't like about them. Well, uh, you know, the other thing with Suarez as well was the whole. Um, you know, I'm kind, I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot here if I'm looking for votes, but. Um, it is worth mentioning and the whole racism issue surrounding him and uh, Evera. Patrice Evra. Yeah, that was very un, you know unsafe. Very unsafe at the time. Yeah, that didn't help Suarez's case at all with being popular <laughs> amongst no. English football fans uh, and, and and fans around the world. Really, yeah, just another another f- more controversy surrounding the man that is Luis Suarez. Yeah, I mean, I think he's one of those one of those figures that there is something like it's like a great 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 player but there's that kind of dark side to him yeah and uh, i think in the last few years since he's been at Barcelona, i think things have calmed down a, a lot bit more focused maybe yeah, yeah. uh but he might, yeah he might have had a better coach around him so or something like that yeah, yeah. i mean i think maybe just spain kind of maybe suits him more and the fact that he's playing with messi and the fact uh, he's probably winning every other week <laughs> that too uh, because, and he's, uh, he's still not doing well. A known fact, but every time Suarez bit someone, the team was losing. Every time. There you go. He just doesn't yeah. like losing. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the two we're going to throw up: Richarlison, Andrade versus Luis Su- Suarez. We'll put that up when we launch the show, maybe Friday in the UK, yeah. <laughs> at the time. By the time I get it up. So that's pretty much it. Uh, we're just going to really quickly round up with a little bit extra, anything extra. So. Have you been just one thing I want to mention? There's like a couple of shows I've been watching uh, yeah. recently. Uh, I just started watching One Division. Uh, there's like the Wonder Maximov and Vision show that from Marvel. It's it's odd. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's a bit out like, there. I, I like I like it because it's very different. So, but it's it's probably worth checking out uh, if you're into Marvel at all, and it'll probably be quite keen terms of uh, phase four and the performances in it are quite good it's kind of like that very kind of slapstick 60 cause it's, they're going in the different eras and it's like slapstick sort of 60s 50s comedy yeah. shows from that era and then it goes into the 70s and it's like you know the canned laughter kind of mm. of those shows and like and they're in the 70s at the moment it's very Mork and Mindy kind yeah. of thing yeah. the, the show that I did want to mention is uh, I've watched about three or four shows now is North Shore Rescue it's available on knowledge.ca uh, I don't know if that's just available in Canada but it's, it focuses on the actual documentaries about the actual North Shore Rescue team uh, who are the volunteers who go out and like the helicopters go up hiking uh, to go up to rescue people from yeah. the mountains on the, the North Shore of Vancouver like your Cypress your Grouse and your Seymour uh, very popular hiking hills very close to the city yeah. a lot of people go up there a lot of people not fully equipped uh, to deal with the conditions and stuff like that yeah. uh, it's very popular hiking it's like Bondi, Bondi Rescue but for the but for, for mountains but essentially for yeah. Yeah. Of surfers, you've and, and, and it's a, a tough job they go out in all weather yeah. any time of the day night and day and it looks I mean, it's a hard job they yeah. have to know everything they have to med- very well trained and medically and you get a lot of respect from them watching that and I would, I would say definitely check it out because I think if you watch that and then you 
go hiking afterwards, you kind of appreciate the hard work they do, yeah. and then you might just kind of have a little second thought is, do I have everything I need to do this? Yeah. Maybe don't go out and flip-flops. And, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, if you're some sort of influencer or Instagrammer, mm. do I need to be standing on the edge of this cliff? Yeah. <laughs> like, do I need to be... To get this shot? Is the shot, shot more important in my life? Maybe save your phone battery a little bit yeah. in case you need it. You need your respect up there. Yeah. For the nature. Uh, and and yeah, one thing they have sort of like said is like it's funny when uh, there was actually in the news recently there was a, a young girl f- I think originally from Toronto who sadly was lost on the mound and didn't make it through unfortunately and she had actually phoned her partner or boyfriend I think first rather than phoning 999 and now the key bit of information that they wanted to say like in the news is that if you phone 999, it makes it a lot easier for them to be able to track your location because they can ping. If, if your phone's on, they can ping your location. Yeah. And they can actually find out roughly where you are a lot quicker. So if you are anywhere in the mountains and you are lost and you're in distress, call 911. Uh, as it is in Canada, not 999. <laughs> <laughs> call the emergency number. Speak to the emergency services. They'll... Get the the people out. Try not to use your phone needlessly. Uh, try and save any battery. Take a battery pack, like a, a battery charger with you. It's a portable charger, an extra yeah. bit of juice with you is, is always worth having. That sounds uh, like a really good watch. That show. Yeah. Um, you do need you do need to have some respect uh, for for the conditions and the nature. Um, when you go out there, you know, it's, like, it's, it's unforgivable, unforgiving. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. even as even though you can see the city. From those mountains under a great view of the city. One, it, things can go wrong. Things can it, go wrong very easily, quickly yeah, and the yeah, weather yeah. can change very quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you need to have a lot of health and respect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking about nature, I've been watching the new David Attenborough. Hmm? Um, a Perfect Planet. This is a brand new one. A perfect one. Yeah, <laughs> and it's sort of... I think he's saying that with a pinch of salt because, yeah. you know, obviously right now the planet is... I saw his last one where he was talking about like, like what we needed to do to to kind of fix our... Yeah, to fix like, the problem. The way that yeah. people do things to like to stop like the overconsumption and stuff like that. Yeah, this this follows in similar vein. Um, it's basically, I think, titled The Perfect Planet, saying that it is it is perfect the way it yeah is. the way nature has it yeah, is yeah. perfect and, no and, we just and what we're doing is disturbing that yeah um you know so so there's been three episodes out so far that we've watched the first one on volcanoes the second one on weather and the third one is sun so i think it's going to go through all the elements yeah really water and air and then i guess some kind of human activity that's changing the course of all these crazy weather patterns. Um, but yeah, the volcanoes one was, was amazing. Some of the footage that they're going right over the top of the volcanoes, they're seeing them erupt, seeing all the rock climbers going down there and then these lizards that actually go to the foot of the inner crater of the volcanoes to incubate their eggs. And as they go down, the, you the unlucky lizard that goes down first, you've got like three behind and they're just smashing the rocks down and it's like an avalanche and these lizards are scrambling to get their eggs down to the to the wall yeah and uh it's really gripping stuff typical bbc earth really good footage yeah like, and very, just, like um, high quality yeah kind of, uh... there's um there's another scene they're in a fig 
which is about two inches round. Yeah. They've got the camera inside, and they're seeing this fig wasp um, fertilize the eggs um, and use it. And then as they're hatching, they send about three or four males out of the fig first to get eaten by the wasps. Yeah. Sacrificing themselves so the females can then go out and yeah. spread the eggs. And it, 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 this this is all happening on such a micro level. Yeah. The cameras are so good that it's picking up. It's it's really it's really worth worth a watch. Cool. Um, uh, well, I'll probably check that out as well. I didn't yeah. even know they had an, another David because I know he done one very recently before. Uh, just like but at the end of last year. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize there's another one out, so I want to. I will check that one out. Yeah, maybe even tonight. Definitely, uh, definitely, definitely worth a look. I think I think I'm getting the the signal uh, that uh, somebody else in the house is maybe a little bit hungry. I am too. So, uh, so yeah. like yeah, yeah, we are going to round up there. Uh, we have went quite long on this show, a lot longer than I thought we were going to be talking for. Uh, and you've got stuff to get on with. So uh, we're going to round up now. Yeah, wrap it up. Wrap it up there. Thanks for listening again. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, we appreciate. We appreciate all the, the listeners. if you do listen to the whole show today. Enjoy it. We'll catch you next time. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be talking about some more positive results from the next yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lots of positive activity. Yeah. Uh, hopefully not too long too. Catch you. Catch you. Thanks for listening.